0: Hey everybody, welcome. Episode 96 of Franco's World. Thanks for stopping by. Today's episode is also going to be on YouTube, as well as everywhere you can find your podcast. Remember to subscribe to the show so we can grow, tell your friends about it. Uh, Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Franco's World underscore. And yeah, all right. Hey, last weekend, went to Pittsburgh. A lot of fun. So I probably got a bunch of new listeners um, from that. And I got to get right into the Pittsburgh trip. I got to get right into it because a lot of stuff happened. Names will be omitted to uh, protect anonymity here. But it was a ton of fun, man. It was something that I needed to happen. Um, uh, felt like I'd been cooped up a bunch. And uh, my therapist actually told me, he's like, Do you have it was funny, we were talking last week about how I just feel like I've been stuck in this routine where I, I go to work at my parents' business and I take the back roads there and it's it's out in the country, and then I go home and I'm in the countryside and my next door neighbor's half a mile away, don't really have a ton of people to see, have like two or three friends, and and we have to be you know, cautious of what we can and can't do, and stuff like that, so options are limited, especially uh in the cold weather that we just had. so my therapist was like, "Hey, you know, do you have any friends from college or anything that you could just go stay on their couch for a week to get out of your house?" And I'm like, "Doc, I don't think I do <laughs> and uh <laughs> so thankfully, a couple of my childhood friends were going up to to Pittsburgh, one of them actually lives there uh the other one was going up with a bunch of his friends from his college. And they were celebrating you know finishing up uh, med school and stuff like that and and they're all gonna go off to different parts of the country and be doctors and that's gonna be well and good, and I'm gonna be a jokester, and that's well and good but uh man, a bunch of a bunch of antics went on. there was a lot of crazy characters, a lot of fun characters I can't like I'm trying to think of what I can and can't say I should have written this down better. Um, I have nicknames for everybody in my mind just to completely make sure that nobody knows who they are. But I'll go through the whole trip here. So on Thursday, I get up there and I stay in this hotel. Super nice hotel. Could not get a deal on it, unfortunately. Super nice hotel in Lawrenceville. And it's like an old school turned hotel. You could totally tell this was an old school. The ceilings are huge. The staircases have lockers in them. The hallways have lockers in them. It just has that, like like that old school feel like somebody definitely failed algebra in my bedroom it was a super nice hotel like i would totally stay there again it was just a little you know pricey to stay there for three days just me you know hotel was really nice um you know thursday your 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 first day guys trip girls trip uh just any sort of like fun trip your first day there you're probably not going to hit it too hard first day is really like an intake day You know, you got to get in the clubhouse. You got to, you got to get the gang together. You got to joke around, feel it out, get some familiarity with each other. That's really what Thursday was all about. Um, A lot of joking around, a lot of uh, uh, antics, I guess you could say. But all these guys are really cool dudes and uh, I hope to keep in touch with all of them. I'm probably going to creepily follow them on social media later after this, so whatever, um Thursday didn't really do much Friday, what did we do Friday? I think Friday might have been a, a a fun time. I think we just went to uh oh Friday, here we go Friday we went to this this bar arcade thing, played all these fun games like like they had mini bowling, they had pinball, they had bubble hockey, all this really cool stuff It's called Coupe de ville was the restaurant. It was super cool. So, like, next time I'm up in Pittsburgh, definitely going to have to go hit up Coop DeVille again. I highly recommend you do so if you're in the Pittsburgh area. I have a decent amount of Pittsburgh listeners. But uh, really like that spot. No, nothing really. I don't think we. Oh, no. Okay. so here's something that happened. Uh, My one friend, we'll call him Capicola, like the sandwich. We'll call him Capicola, like the sandwich. Uh, He was, you know, had a vape pen, didn't didn't make a big meal out of it. Just a little, like, really quickly, you know? And he kept his mask on, so, like, he's not spraying the smoke everywhere. Spraying the smoke? I'm an idiot. I'm the dumbest person to walk with you The smoke is not going everywhere, okay? Or the vape. Whatever. I don't vape, clearly. All right? He has his mask on. He's doing this. And after he does this, a worker comes up right next to him. <laughs> a worker comes up right next to him with a freshly, like, laminated sign and tapes it up, like, head level. No vaping, <laughs> <laughs> He's kinda <got> vape. <laughs> He's got a vape. And like it it apparently pisses off the entire restaurant because like they immediately have to go laminate a sign and put it up right next to his face. It's like, no vaping. Don't let this guy in here. Uh and then we were I guess it was bad optics for the restaurant because we had been putting money on the pool table to gamble, like with each other when you play pool. Like that's a classic look. Like, I'm gonna put my money down on the pool table, like That's what you have to do. It's good optics. It looks cool. They didn't like that. So they saw us doing that. Then they set like a bouncer or somebody over beside of us. And he just sat there and watched us. The guy didn't even have his mask on. One of our guys that was playing a game. Maybe he had a drink in his hand, something like that. Was playing a game. Had the mask. It went under his nose for some reason, one way or another. And the bouncer immediately, hey, bro, get your mask back on. Guy, you don't have one on, okay? You didn't have a mask on. So you can't be on us about having it under the nose. And it, like, dude, as soon as you have a drink, it's it's all legal. We're not breaking any guidelines here. Put your mask back on, bro. There's so much. And I used to like want to be nice to every bouncer in history. There's, I, I, especially when I was in college, like I was obviously like a frail lanky dude and i knew that like they could throw me out by just like a slight push i could be thrown out of the building all right but now that i get older and i see all these bouncers bro they have too much of like a god complex like they think their last name is on the bar above like above the building it like dude you are just a bouncer you wear a black t-shirt and most of these guys aren't even like strong strong they're just like burly guys, maybe some of them are just like straight up fat. And they think they're like cops or something like that. Dude, Mortal Kombat and Pac-Man are in your building. You're not a tough guy. You're not guarding Cell Block 8. You're guarding Miss Pac-Man. So now I have a personal vendetta, I guess, against all bouncers, I guess. They think like, I feel like most bouncers, honestly, when the night starts out, they are looking for a fight. I feel like a lot of bouncers, you know, obviously they're not drinking on the job, or maybe they are, but I feel like a lot of those guys have a bunch of pent-up aggression. So if a drunk college kid or something like that gets in the face, says something mildly stupid, it's on like Donkey Kong for them, bro. Like they think they're they're in the UFC. It's so dumb. So dumb. So the only negative part, was that otherwise coupe de ville really cool place <laughs> after that i think we went back to uh one guy we we'll call him jen's uh i think we went back to Yen's place and jen's had this uh apartment and the balcony on the apartment was crazy overlooked like the city overlooked mount washington all this stuff so cool bro super nice apartment hung out there for a little bit then we went this was like the one of the big things that we had to hit. A couple of the big things were like we had to go to a bar. We had to go to a really nice steakhouse and we had to go to the casino. And we did all of those things. But Friday night, we went to this really nice steakhouse called Eddie V's. I was expecting Eddie Van Halen was not Eddie Van Halen. And it's a really nice place. You know, a lot of these people are wearing shirt and ties. A lot of these people are wearing like collar shirts. And, and we did, you know, some guys wore polo. Some guys wore Oxford's. Uh, I wore a Canadian tuxedo. I thought that was a good bit. I wore denim on denim, like the Mario's Brothers theme. Denim, denim, denim. I look like John Mellencamp. <laughs> and I in like this place, <laughs> order a $50 steak, and I'm looking for Jack and Diane. You know, I'm. that's just what I do. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a good bit. I saw a picture of all of us after, and I, I might post this, but I don't want to like, I like I told them I'd keep anonymity. They want an anonymity, anonymity, I'll keep it. But I like this picture of all of us together is really cool. And then you have me in the Canadian tuxedo like I uh, I thought it was a good look. All right. <laughs> Steak was really good, man. And uh, man, we were just in there screaming, I feel like, because because we didn't even hear the music until like at the end of the dinner, we took like a little like everybody took one collective giant breath and it was just like, oh, wow, music was playing this whole time. Like we might have been ruining somebody's evening. But we weren't the only ones screaming. Somebody in there had balloons. They brought, they brought balloons like, you know, when girls on their 21st birthday get the big 21 balloons. They brought those in. I don't know what it was for. It could have been like a 29th birthday or something like that. But somebody brought that in. And there was screaming and yelling and dancing and clapping beside of us. And I guarantee you this, <laughs> this uh, restaurant saw our gang, saw our unit and was like, we need to put these guys in the back by themselves, don't put them by a window where everyone can see them, maybe even put them by the bathroom, we need to hide this group, we're a rowdy bunch, we like to have fun, um, dinner was great though, the steak was excellent, um, all the sides were excellent, I had a little bit of a panic attack, and I want to give a shout out to the gang for helping me calm down, because that's something I'm working on right now is my panic attacks, and you guys calm me down, and I appreciate that, I'm forever in your debt. Uh, after the, I think after the steak night, we didn't, there wasn't enough time because everything closes in Pittsburgh at like 11, okay. Or 12 or something like that. Um, so I think we just chilled back at the house, uh, the Airbnb. I stayed at my one friend's house that lives there. And, well, and then Saturday was like the big hoopla grand event day because everybody's leaving on Sunday. So Saturday you know, it's 75 degrees in Pittsburgh. I felt so good mentally that day. I just like essentially beaten a panic attack the night before. And I like the sun was shining, the doves were crying. It was a really great day. I was walking around with my best friend. We were getting pastries for the gang. We were getting a couple uh, of other things for the gang that were requested. And it was so much fun to just walk around the city, man. And, uh, just, I don't know, the, the energy, the sunshine. I'm with one of my best friends in the entire world. It just felt really good, man. And I needed that feeling. I felt like I hadn't had that feeling in a long time. I was, I've was i been searching for that feeling and trying this and that. And then I had it. You know, I had it for for a fleeting moment. But I, that was one thing I'll remember it was Saturday morning, having a really good internal feeling. Saturday evening, <laughs> however, we went to, uh, I don't even know the name of this place, like Wally's. Lappies, Brady's, I don't know what it was called, Lafferty's, it was like some outdoor barbecue, bar grill thing, whatever it was, and it was really cool, you know, I gotta say something here, folks, the amount of talent, and what I mean by talent is the amount of gorgeous women that were at this place, wow. It was an it was insurmountable odds. I mean, there was so many women there. It was insurmountable. And. I mean, I was just shell shocked. I was stunned because I've been locked away in my woodland hideaway in West Virginia for so long. I forgot what like a flock of, of gorgeous women really looked like a gaggle of girls. I forgot what that looked like. And so I was shell shocked. I was like, what's this over here? What's that? I'm just starstruck. So we're at this outdoor bar for what seems like an eternity because it was a three hour wait for a table. And we got there. We're like, nah, we're not doing that. We're going to wait a little bit. And we ended up waiting the entire three hours. (laughs) And then a massive table opened up and we were gambling on college basketball and people were running to the drink line. And it was so much fun. I ordered a basket of fries. Uh, I feel like that was a smart decision. I feel like I hadn't eaten a lot that day. Basket of fries probably saved my life. And gamble on a basketball, I went on a heater. I'm up like two hundred dollars on sports, so I mean at least that pays for like my hotel night one and a little bit of gas or, or a gas and then some for for travel but then uh one of our friends we'll call him yens he uh he knew a bunch of these these women that uh I don't know how he knew him, he he knew them and they were, they were sweet, and we shared a table with them, and they were all really kind. I think a couple of them said they'd subscribe to the show. We'll see if that actually happens, but um uh, they one of them came up to me and said like hey will you watch this table for us while we go eat and then we'll, and we'll pay you and then when we come back we can have the table back and i said yeah no that's that's not gonna happen that's not happening that's that that ain't happening i don't think i don't know if that person had ever been told no in that scenario you know a, a, a gorgeous woman like that probably has been told no a lot in situations like that and i'm not gonna like simp for somebody and hold a table for them? Why would I do that? Why would I wait at that restaurant whenever we have a bunch of other plans? Um, Why would I do that? You know, I'm not that kind of guy, you know, and to say you're going to pay me? Come on, man, come on. Um, We ended up actually staying at the restaurant until the girls came back. (laughs) They, uh, They said that they would pay me to watch the table for them. And I didn't want to look like a simp. So I was like, nah, I'm not doing that, dude. Like, I don't know what we're going to do for the rest of the night in the city. And uh, we were there so long gambling on basketball that they just ended up coming back anyway. And we did not get money for it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. I felt one bad. I felt really bad for my one friend. Uh, we'll call him just idiot. We'll just call him idiot because this move is just an idiotic move. This girl's, the background of her cell phone is her kissing a man and he's like he's trying to mac on her and like trying to flirt with her and they seem to be having a nice conversation but i'm sure it's only like a base level conversation like i'm sure it's just about like career it's not about you look good it's not about like this or that it's just strictly like career where are you from that's it and and what's what's up with this gang where's your gang from where's my gang from what do they do what do you do that's it you know i'm sure i'm sure it didn't get much deeper than that and I had to be the one to break the news to him that she indeed had a had a picture of another man on her phone as her background. I didn't see it. It was that news was given to me by another guy. Um, I can't think of a good nickname for him, but it doesn't matter. So I felt bad for the idiot because the idiot, the idiot was macking hard and we could all see it from a mile away and we were cheering for him, but you know, just wasn't going to happen, man. And, and, uh, and then uh, Saturday night, we ended up going to the casino, watching a uh, pain. Uh, we got seats to watch the, the pay per view fight. I picked the right guy. I don't know much about fighting, but I picked uh, Nagano, and he knocked that guy out. Pow. Fighting is terrifying. I one swing of that man, I'm dead. If those guys hit me with one swing, I'm I'm a literal dead man. And then uh, I think I just went to bed after that. Man, I was so exhausted. We had done so much running around. I was I was just gassed. I was gassed. Uh, And then I had a slight panic attack in the middle of the night because uh, I got a message from Hinge. I got on Hinge. I have never downloaded Hinge. There's been no need for me to download Hinge. But now that I have Hinge, I am cleaning house. I am absolutely crushing it on Hinge. I love Hinge. I might be the Hinge god. I think Hinge is great because it showcases my ability to be funny, showcases your ability to say words. And and I think it's great, you know, uh, on Tinder or whatever, people are just like very bland, very basic. Like if I, if you, if your profile has no words in the bio, I'm going to assume that says the most about your personality because nothing says more about your personality than nothing at all. You're a very boring person. Fair enough. I think, I think ladies, I think you'd say the same thing. If a guy has nothing in his bio, I think that's a very boring thing. You know, at least say like. Dude, if you're like, my name is Jessica, I love coffee, my favorite color is purple. That's something. That's something, dude. You know, I'll work with that. I like purple. I don't drink coffee, but you know, we can go over on a coffee date. You know, I'll get a water croissant. Just say something. And so the beauty of Hinge is you get to answer topics, you get to answer questions, you get to have a caption on your photo. I went, no captions on the photo, but I did answer like three. topics and I think they're pretty funny answers you know clearly because it's I've been clearing house the beauty of it though is I don't even have to be in my hometown like I'm out in Cheyenne Wyoming absolutely dominating the hinge scene it's crazy I love it I love it I'm like yeah I just moved out there I got a horse I got a farm uh, it's a ton of fun you should come check it out sometime it's great so Cheyenne Wyoming my many listeners in Cheyenne I'm actually not there. Sorry to break your heart. But I got a message from a girl on Hinge. Um, I told her like, hey, like I'm only in town for a couple of nights. If you want to have a casual meetup, we can go uh, get drinks or something like that. Let me know. And she said, casual question mark, dot, dot, dot. You do realize we're in the middle of a pandemic, right? Oh, oh boy. I take the pandemic just as serious as everyone else. You know me. Germaphobe Frank does not play lightly when it comes to the pandemic. I follow the guidelines. Whatever the state's guidelines are or national guidelines, whatever, because every state varies. I follow that. I wear my mask, wash my hands, social distance. You know? Apparently, in her mind, you can only spread covid If you go out to brunch together, that's it. That's the only place you can get it, dude. I've been vaccinated. She said she was a public health care worker or a public health care student. I figured public health care, you probably vaccinated, or at least, you know, the guidelines and standard protocol. I was incorrect. She threw me for a loop because the very first thing that she said in her hinge bio, it said something about travel and it said, where do you want to travel? Where do you want to go to? And she said, anywhere, because this effing pandemic is killing me. Oh, okay. So the effing pandemic is literally killing you, you know, a public health care worker. You should know how many people the pandemic is literally killing. I thought, I, dude, I thought we could just travel to uh, Wallabies again. I love that place. I thought you and I could travel there. But no, can't travel there because I'm the big, dumb idiot who suggested to go on a date on a dating app. That's on me. dude, don't say, take me anywhere and then when I suggest let's go somewhere you you throw the pandemic card out. That's just not a good look. that's not a good optics for for that person. So I immediately unmatched that person, but it gave me a panic attack because I was like, oh my god, am I did I do something wrong like uh, am I going to be- per- perceived as a weird person? What did I do wrong? No, I'm realizing this now after having the conversation with my dating counsel i'm not indeed the 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 wrong person here i'm not weird it's a dating app and i suggest we go on a date and then you throw the pandemic line after you saying the pandemic's killing me public health care student pandemic is literally killing you not not the others it's you that's being directly affected by the pandemic okay noted but i like hinge and i and i foresee myself being on hinge forever uh wait that actually sounds bad being on hinge until whenever uh i like it dude i i love the fact that i get to answer stuff i like i get to be goofy on there i'm cleaning it up man i'm clearing house on there i'm just i, I might be in augusta georgia tonight who knows you know i don't know if it goes international but i could see myself in in, in southampton in england who knows i like hinge though uh what else do we have here so the therapy's going great the therapist's office is going great um a lot, i'm making a lot of progress myself mentally and he told me i have to start doing more things for myself which makes me feel good because uh, i feel like my whole life i've been trying to like do things for other people you know and and maybe take a step back to let somebody else do something because i don't want to be again it's all about uh how i'm being perceived and i'm being perceived as like and I, I like I'd be perceived as like a, oh, a genuinely good person. He gives this up. I lay down a bunt for somebody to go do something else when in reality, like I'm giving up my opportunities. So that's something I'm working on. Um, like going to like I want to go to Pittsburgh. I'm going to Pittsburgh. I'm not going to let my my anxieties or fears take over. I'm doing that. And that was a lot of fun. So hopefully I just continue to to make decisions like that make me happy, you know, and not in a selfish way, but. And you could learn a lesson from this too. It's, you have to put number one first. You know, you have to put yourself first. All right, there you go. <laughs> Let's see, uh, the other things in the therapist office. I, when I have the conversations with the person and they ask a question that like strikes a nerve, but not in a bad way, I find myself being like, ooh, good question. I'm like, oh, I'll, see, you uncovered that. That's a nice question. Good job, you figured that out like it's a game like it's a maze. Oh, nice question about mom. Let's delve deeper, shall we? Because like me being a podcast host and a comic, like I play, interact with the crowd, there's give and take. When I'm when I interview other comics, it's all give, like it's they they get to do it and I get to listen. So it's like and I make remarks like, "Oh, yeah, what about this? What about this?" So when a therapist, who is their job is to ask questions to gather information, and I answer their question with that. Ah, oh, nice. Well, what do you mean by that? I answer their question with a question. It's funny because it just goes back and forth. Probably I'm actually going to see my person today uh, after this episode. So it's hard to tell what we're going to get into. I also, I don't know. This is kind of weird. But like last week when I was in there, I thought that they had set a booby trap for me. I thought that they were going to see if, I, if they were going to mentally break me. If this was Navy SEAL boot camp. This was hell week. All right, week three of therapy is hell week. Can they break me? Because I walked in there, waiting room packed. All right, the waiting room. Oh my god, I just got a message from, or a match. I don't have my glasses on. I just got a message or a match from somebody on Hinge. I'm on fire. I'm like Bruce Springsteen. Ho oh, ho ho! I'm on fire. That's me, baby. Uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming. What up? <laughs> I thought they said this booby trap for me because I walked in the office and the office is packed. People are on their cell phones screaming. There's a bunch of moms. There's children rolling in the floor. And I walk up quietly to the window and I say, hello, I'm here to see so-and-so. And And I have my card. And, well, Franklin, your insurance is doing this and that. You actually don't need to pay today. Okay, great. I'm going to go sit down. And then I go sit down. And there's a child playing Ring Around the Rosie or Musical Chairs with three seats. There's two kids. And I'm like, can, I, can we trade? Can I have one of these seats? And he goes, yeah, I wasn't setting in it anyway, so you can have it. I'm like, sheesh. Kids are very snide. And I, also, I like it, though. I like it. They're very cut and dry. I like it. There's no, there's no fluff with kids. I like it. And uh, so then this kid proceeds to get on the ground, roll around on all fours. And starts barking like a dog. And I'm looking around thinking, like, is this impractical, Jokers? Is my therapist watching me from his office with it? Like, he has me on his TV and he's like, hmm, let's see if Franklin breaks this week. We have a bunch of yelling and screaming from random people. We have kids acting a fool on the floor. Let's see if he breaks. Let's see if he snaps on somebody. And I, if I just, Funchiston, oh my God, I can't take it. And he's like, we got him. (laughs) I don't know why I think my therapist is setting up these booby traps. Like you have these yelling kids. You have the yelling parents on the cell phones. You have uh, uh, mistakes with the cards and the insurance and receptionist stuff. It's like all of this piling up. Will that break him? I'm very curious to see what booby traps the therapist sets up this week. I'll be sure to tell you all about it next week on episode 97 except we'll probably have a comic on so i don't know if we'll get into that or not but anyways thank you guys for listening um again my pittsburgh people i know you guys are listening to this and and maybe some of the girls at the table are listening to this thank you guys a uh, ton of fun on the trip and uh hope the best for you and yours uh remember to follow me on twitter and instagram franklin's world underscore subscribe to the show on that stuff all right in the meantime keep taking care of yourself and each other and i will see you when i see you peace